3: But back to pass looking left trying to find the hill downfield and it's picked off Christian Benford intercepted it he undercut the route by Tyreek Hill and picked it off makes the handoff throws it over the middle and it bounces high in the air it's caught by Trent Sherfield for the touchdown he looked like a center fielder in a baseball game backing hardy up to his own 5 Gets to the 10, to the 15, through a hole to the 20. 25, 30, he could go. 50, 40, they're not going to get him. Deontay Hardy going the distance for the touchdown. And we're an extra point away from a tie ball game. Back to pass as the Bills fans get into it. Fires out to the left sideline. And it's intercepted by Taylor Rapp, Picked off at the 23-yard line. Let's go down to the sidelines to South. I am here with head coach, Sean McDermott. Coach, first of all,
4: congratulations, your fourth straight AFC East Division title. Tell me about the second half and your resiliency.
5: Well, the team did a great job. The staff, great plan at halftime, great adjustments. The players stayed resilient, fought their way through. We had some guys going down. Um, I just, I can't tell you how proud I am of these guys, man. Josh Allen, what a leader, what a leader. What about the
4: punt return for Deontay Harding? What that meant?
5: Game changer. We were looking for that all year. Coach Smiley, Coach Harkey, those guys, Man, they took it to heart. They took it to heart, and they executed.
3: Coach, I want you to turn around and see Bills Mafia. Take a look at it right now. What's that say to you?
5: It's
6: awesome.
7: It's so awesome, man. Congratulations, Coach. Have a great flight home. All right, thanks, man. All right. Hello, right. everyone back home, man. I know, man. Know. It's going to be fun, isn't yeah, it? baby. Don't right.
3: stop Four straight AFC <laughs> East title. Sean McDermott, the Bills head coach right there. The Bills have done it, guys. They're home next week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. One o'clock. Four straight titles. They do it here in Miami. Back to you.
4: And back here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Sal Capaccio with you. Sean McDermott on the field after the game. So fortunate, for, so fortunate enough to be able to grab him after the game. Thanks a lot to Bill's PR. Doing a doing a great job on the field to to navigate that and say, hey, you got Sean McDermott here and allowing that interview to happen. So fortunate to grab him right after he shaked, um, shook Mike McDaniel's hand. And then, of course, the emotion just pouring out of Sean McDermott after the Buffalo Bills' 21-14 win over the Miami Dolphins to win and to clinch their fourth straight AFC East division title. Welcome in to the Extra Point Show here on a Buffalo Football Monday. Before that interview, you heard Chris Brown on the call on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Excuse me. Sal Capaccio with you. Buffalo Football Monday is always presented by Catholic Health. Catholic Health, the right way to care, and by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com, and by Speed Global. Around the corner, or around the world, Speed delivers. Well, it's a victory Monday, and it's the sweetest kind of victory Monday. The Bills... Have done it. They came all the way back from three games down with only five to play to catch the Miami Dolphins, pass them, and win their four straight AFC East Division title. I still can't kind of get over where this team was back after 12 games, six and six. <clears throat> and then now here to win the division. At 11 wins. And by the way, the Bills actually beat their over-under in Vegas with wins through all of this. I think it was 10 and a half, which is amazing to be here after 11 wins. To win five straight games. To win six of seven. To get here. And of course, yesterday, the way they did it. The manner in which they did it. Some tough times in the beginning. The resiliency they showed. actually, you know, Obviously, on the field. The way they came back. But also, the players that had to play. Because of injuries. And then... To do it in front of Bills Mafia in South Florida. A lot of Bills Mafia down in South Florida. Maybe you were there. You want to give a call? That's what we do here on a Buffalo Victory Monday. We are live on the WGR Facebook page. Check it out. Yes, I'm in Studio Capaccio, but it's always the Duntire Tire Studios here on WGR. So check it out right now. It We're live and I'm wearing the Victory Monday shirt. Here we go. I'm going to see it up. You got it. You see it. All right, I just stood up and showed you on camera the Victory Monday shirt. It's deserved today. It's a Victory Monday. But next week, six days from now, the Bills play in the playoffs as the two-seed at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. There'll be plenty of time to talk about that. There'll be plenty of time to dissect that as we go forward this week. In the meantime, we're going to do what we always do here on the Extra Point Show on a Monday. We're going to take your phone calls. I'm going to need your help today because, quite frankly, I am running on fumes. And I love it. It's okay. Not complaining. It's the best spot to be in. But folks, I mean, that was a late night last night. Had to write a column, had to do the interviews, had to get on the plane. I got maybe an hour of sleep on the plane, landed here at 4.45 in the morning. About maybe, what, a thousand people at the Buffalo Airport that showed up to greet the team. Got in a car, went on CBS Sports Radio with Amy Lawrence for a little while to recap the game. Got here. Oh, man, one of the best parts of my day, my night. I have to tell you, don't want to get emotional when I talk about this. You guys know me when I do this, but... So three times this year, three times this year, I think it was three, right? The Jets, the Bengals, the Broncos, late-night games, the Bills lost. Three times this year, I've had to come home late. My 10-year-old son is sleeping, who's a huge, huge Bills fan, who goes to bed during the game, and I go up, and I give him a kiss, and just make sure he's good, and he wakes up and says, did the Bills win, and I've had to say, no. And he's upset, and he falls back to sleep. I could not wait, could not wait to get home early this morning, walk up the stairs, and say yes they did, son. They won the division. And it was as great as I thought it would be. And he had a big smile on his face, and he went back to bed. Before actually before he did that, he said What what what, what was the what was the exact wording? I can't remember the exact wording. He said Oh, yes, I remember when you said last time something about the effect of me telling him no, and this time they got it. Whatever the exact wording was, he knew it. He knew the difference this time. So, either way, it was this morning. He said, I couldn't take it again, Dad, if you said no. It was great. I'm just telling you, that was the best part of my overnight, coming home and doing that and saying, yes, they did. They won their fourth straight AFC East Division. So, here we are. The Bills win their fourth straight AFC East Division title, and we're taking your phone calls here in the Extra Point Show. 803 0550 is the number to call. A lot to get to. A lot about this game. A lot about the season. A lot about what's ahead. So let's dial in. Let's kind of focus in on this game a little bit from yesterday, last night, and what happened. You can check out my column, Arrow Up, Arrow Down, as I always write, at WGR550.com. And the very first arrow up that I have for this game. I start with the arrows up because the Bills won. In big letters, Josh freaking Allen. And that's how I wrote it. Because that's what he was. A freak. I understand he did not have the cleanest first half. He actually played pretty well in the first half, other than what I think are two critical mistakes. I'm not going to call the arm punt, if you will, a critical mistake. It actually wound up helping the Bills, you know, field position-wise. Not that you want to do it. I get It still counts. It's an interception on the ledger. First one. Whether that was a miscommunication from him, from Gabe, however it went down, shouldn't have happened, should have threw it away, anything. Get points on the board. And then at the end of the half, you can't throw the ball in the middle of the field with 11 seconds left and no timeouts. I know Ty Johnson was right there, and you think he's going to score. I did. I was right at the goal line. Great play by the Dolphins, but you can't leave that to chance. you got to throw the ball in the end zone or on the perimeter if you're not going to throw it into the end zone. They didn't do that. He didn't do that critical mistake. They come away with no points. They have nine points, nine at least, and maybe as possible, as many as 21, anywhere from nine to 21 in the first half, they left on the table. But in the second half, that turned around the scoring, at least a punt return and Josh Allen, you know, throwing a touchdown pass to Dawson Knox on the next series. And overall, even though there were a couple critical mistakes, First half, second half, everything added up. Josh Allen did what he does against the Miami Dolphins. He went 30 for 38. 78.9% passing for 359 yards. Two touchdown passes. He also ran 15 times for 67 yards. He totaled 426 yards of offense himself. Josh did. I know he threw two interceptions, and fumbled the ball. But I'm not kidding when I say, I think he could still win AFC Offensive Player of the Week with that line. I mean, this is what he does against the Miami Dolphins. The guy is a beast, and he was a beast when it had to be. He had to be. He made the plays when he had to make them. You heard head coach Sean McDermott in that post-game interview I did with him on the field say, Josh Allen, what a leader. Sean went after him a little bit. I guess in the halftime interview with Melissa Stark, I didn't hear that and see that because I was on the field, but doing doing the radio broadcast, but apparently that's the case. And then at the end of the game, he showed his quarterback the love he also deserved for making the plays late in the game, which he did, and the Bills did. And how about that defensive performance? What a great second half, especially from the defense. But overall, holding the Miami Dolphins the number one scoring team in the NFL to 14 points and a goose egg in the second half without Tyrell Dodson, without Rasul Douglas in the second half. And on top of that, think about not only off the scoreboard, the drives Miami's drives in the second half punt, 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 punt interception to end the game in the first half. The Dolphins ran for 101 yards. They had the Bills number running the ball. They had something working. They were working the perimeter. Second half, lockdown. The Bills allowed seven. That's right, seven. Not 17, not 70. Seven rushing yards from the Dolphins in the second half. Terrell Bernard said in postgame, they, were, they fixed some things to make sure they couldn't get to the perimeter. And that's exactly what they did. Miami had several losses, runs for losses. Uh, in the the second half when they tried to get to the perimeter. They couldn't get there. They couldn't do it. So what happened? I think Mike McDaniel kind of panicked. I think he got kind of spooked. I think that he went one-dimensional and said, I can't really run the ball. When they tried to run with Jeff Wilson in between the tackles, it didn't work. And he basically said, I got to throw the ball. And that's when the Bill's secondary came to play and did what they were supposed to do. This was a game about players not normally stepping up or into roles that make big contributions, I should say, who stepped up. Trent Sherfield in for Gabe Davis, huge touchdown, staying with it. I thought it was the third interception in the in the end zone. It wasn't. It was a touchdown. Great awareness, keeping his feet in bounds, staying with the ball. Baylen Spector, where'd this guy come from the way he played in the second half? That's about preparation. That's about, forgive me, trusting the process of what you're supposed to do every day to be prepared when your number is called. That's about coaching. That's about trusting your teammates. Bale inspector. Big arrow up I gave him as well. Dane Jackson comes in for Russell Douglas. Dane Jackson is not Russell Douglas. We've seen that. But Dane Jackson's a good football player. And he can make plays. And he did get beat down the field once. And then he atoned for it. And he made up for it by making other critical plays. Taylor Rapp stepping up. And of course, I saved it. Deontay Hardy. Deontay Hardy's punt return. Josh, can we do this now? Can we just do the electric play of the game right now? Can we, are you ready for that? Can we, uh, can we get to it? I don't mean to throw this on you right now. All right, okay, Give me. tell me when you're ready because I want to set this up. This is the game changer, folks, all right? This is Deontay Hardy when the Bills offense could not score. Let me tell you the story. Let me do the background of this, too, so you get a little insight. The Dolphins get the ball after the Bills had... You know, just um, fumbled it away to them. And I think it was they had fumbled it away. I have to look at the exact drives. Anyway, the Dolphins have the ball. Third quarter, Bills are trailing 14-7. In the commercial timeout, myself, Chris Brown, and Eric Wood all said to each other. We're talking to each other in the commercial timeout. We all said to each other, man, the Bills might have to get a pick six here. They might have to get a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown. The offense isn't scoring. They gotta do something on defense to maybe score to get some points on the board. Or this is this game is not gonna end well. Well, it wasn't that. It was a ninety-six yard punt return from Deontay Hardy. Our electric play of the game, the game changer, the turnaround, is brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai. Check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com.
3: Backing Hardy up to his own five. Gets to the 10, to the 15, through a hole to the 20, 25, 30, he could go, 50, 40, they're not going to get him, Deontay Hardy, going the distance for the touchdown, and we're an extra point away from a tie ball game.
4: Chris Brown on the call there, it was officially 96 yards, it changed the game. It changed the energy. It changed the flow. It changed the momentum. It changed the belief. It changed the confidence. It changed the score. After that, I think there was a feeling of the Bills are going to win this game. If they get here's what I thought, honestly if they just make one stop on the next series, they're going to win this game. They'll get the ball back in a tie game. They'll find a way to score. And they did on the very next drive. And on that drive, it's Ryan Vandemark coming in and playing left tackle for Deion Dawkins on the entire drive. He had to step up because Dawkins had a hand laceration getting stitched up. I mean, so many guys contributed to this. And that's what a team does. That's what an organization builds. That's what coaching does. That's what players do when they're accepting their roles and preparing every day. is the number to call. Let's get to Linda in Rochester to start us off here on the Extra Point Show on WGR on a Victory Monday. Hi, Linda.
0: Hey, Sal. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Two questions, probably both rhetorical. One is, in all of your years of covering sideline sports, have you ever seen an opposing team's quarterback in the opposing team's Stadium, run around and salute the fans. Their fans. Their their fans that like made the trip. I I, I don't think I've ever seen that. I mean, you know, people well, waving at fans. There's usually like five people who make the trip, <laughs> right? But Bill's no, not, Linda. Linda, like, I'll tell like you.
4: Yeah, it happens at Bills road games a lot. I remember L.A. in the opener last year. That was happening. But it happens in Miami when the Bills win down there. They didn't last year. But your point is right. You don't normally see a lot of that. But there were so many Bills Mafia. And that has happened on the road before with Josh Allen waving to the crowd who sticks around. It was great to see a great uh, Bills Mafia crowd on hand for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, does any other quarterback do that? I don't think I've ever seen any other quarterback wave at their fans in the stands like that. It's it's incredible. And the well, you one- know what else it
4: helped though? I tell you, it did help because he was he was doing so many post game interviews with you know like NBC and stuff. So all the fans, I'll give you, I'll give you a little visualization visualization here, Linda. All of those Bills fans, they kind of they kind of like came down by the tunnel area and waited for Josh's post game interviews to end, and they were chanting MVP as he was walking off, and he was acknowledging
0: Aww. them. Oh, that that's great. That's great. Yeah. And my other question is, do do you think people are taking us seriously now? Because all this past week on national media, I was at my PT appointment. They've got ESPN on, you know, I listen to other programs. Uh, I mean, Bill, the game was not about the bills. It's like the game was about Miami. And and people, we were just an afterthought, I think, this weekend. So now now do people take us a little bit more seriously? Now do they? I hope.
4: <laughs> uh, well, I, I think a lot of people are taking the bills seriously. I think a lot of the people, a lot of people knew that if the bills get in, they're very, very dangerous. And that's where we are right now, Linda. They got to keep this going. With a game next yep. week against Pittsburgh. Thanks for the phone call, Linda. You got Go, it. Bill. All right, eight oh three. Yeah, you got. I cut you off at the very end there. Sorry about that. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Walter, up in
6: Toronto. Hi, Walter. Hey, so all, all the best. I, I I I assume you had a safe flight back. Uh, remember, I called on Friday and I said, "Hey, Josh Allen owns the Dolphins." <laughs> and, you did. Uh, you know, sure. There was a bit of nervous energy because yesterday's game had to had to kind of reminding me that Heat game last year where. We were controlling the whole game, but then we just couldn't pull it out. But you know what? The fact that Allen pulled that out and and the defense—you're so right about that—they showed up. Uh, that bodes well going into the playoffs because you know those are the kinds of games that we got to win. Those, you know, those uh, those nail biters type of type of games. So I was I was, uh, I was yeah. delighted with that. Also, a couple quick points. I know you got a lot of callers. You know, Allen's got some class though because he waited for. The Dolphin fans to leave, and then he saluted the 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 Bills fans that had remained. I mean that he doesn't show people up, and I I love that about Allen. And and a, lot, a quick point, um, you know, Joe mentioned uh, about Neil and they're getting uh, a deal with the Leafs, and if that happens, which I think it will, of the of all the NHL players, only 15 make more than 10 million a year, and the Leafs have four of them. So we could talk about that another time. But we just don't have that. The Leafs don't have the cap space for anything else because of that. All the best. Uh, look forward to listening to the show this week.
4: All right, Walter. Walter is so passionate about the Leafs. I love it. Willie, we will save that discussion for another time. I don't know if Josh waited for the Dolphins fans to leave. I don't think that was the case. But I agree. He's not looking to show anybody up. He's just acknowledging Bills fans. There were plenty of Dolphins fans still still there. They were not happy watching that. But they stuck around a little bit. And now they have to go to Kansas City next week. A fate that awaits them. In Kansas City, with a, a, what, zero to five degree temperature, I'm looking at, something like that in Kansas City. It's not going to be pretty here in Buffalo next week either, by the way. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowing. It's going to be a little windy. So, we'll keep you updated on the weather as the week progresses. Um, But hey, it's Buffalo. It's the playoffs. They're the two seed. And teams have to come through Buffalo right now, at least for the first two rounds. Let's go to Michael down in Atlanta. Hi, Mike.
7: Hey, Sal. Thanks for everything you bring, man. It's just, you're awesome. (laughs) Love your energy. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Three things. I want to say a few things real quick. So um, I, I called the show, talked to you the morning after they got robbed in uh, Philly. Okay. I think you remember that. And I said that uh, I think this team has got the, uh, the grit determination. I don't know those are the exact words, but that, that they can, that they're going to win. that they have a good chance to win out. Um compared it to, to 2021 when they uh after they they got robbed in Tampa and then they won out the difference this year though. Okay. And it's I'm not saying I made a prediction. I made an observation based on the way they played in that game. Okay. And, and and it has to do with your interview yesterday, your brief but impactful interview with Sean is that, is that this team thrives on adversity and, and that's really how you build strength and character. It wasn't pretty the last three weeks, but you know, yeah, this is a different team than 2021, different players. But as you pointed out, the three guys they put in yesterday, it doesn't matter who the players are, okay? It's it's the it's it's the Josh Allen favorite song, right? His favorite song about that's life. When I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in the race. Those are some of the lyrics from that song. And that's what this I'm team is I'm a Sinatra eating. fan, I love it. Matter it doesn't matter yeah, the adversity it doesn't matter and i think it's even maybe a little better than 2021 it's kind of like when they came back and they beat houston uh, uh when they were down what 30 31 to 3 and that took them all the way to the super bowl because they thrived on adversity and that's what builds strength and character thanks brother for everything you thanks, do thanks mike
4: you got it 35 to 3 was the score in that game um the big comeback but that's okay And, um, yeah, I love that song. Frank Sinatra, myself. Big Sinatra fan. That's life. I like that analogy. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back here on the Extra Point Show. It's a victory Monday. Taking your phone calls. Got a lot of you loaded up. We're going to get to you here when you give us a call at 803-0550. The Bills, four straight AFC East Division titles.
3: To a back-to-pass. Looking left, trying to find Hill downfield. And it's picked off. Christian Benford intercepted it. He undercut the route by Tyreek Hill and picked it off. It's a huge difference making interception.
8: that we don't have to have the theatrics at the end but t-rap making a heck of a play he's been great for us all year long kind of been playing that rover role he's sometimes in sometimes out depending on mike and jordan are ready to go so he's been working hard all season he deserves a moment like that i'm so proud of him
4: josh allen right there following the bills 21-14 win over the miami dolphins for their fourth straight afc east division crown Josh was Josh yesterday, right? I mean, that's what he does against the Dolphins. It was not great. Those decisions early in the game, the throws, whatever. But he they were moving the ball. They were moving the ball. I saw a stat from Chris Brown. Let me get this stat for you, actually. It's a really good stat. I'll have to find it. I believe Chris said, hold on, let me find this for you, that the Bills had five plays that went longer than any of Miami's plays from scrimmage. And that's not accounting the punt return, by the way. Here we go. This is from Chris Brown. Follow him on Twitter at Chris Brown Bills. The Bills' five biggest plays from scrimmage were all longer than the Dolphins' longest play of the night. The Bills' big plays, 46, 36, 29, 28, 26. Dolphins' big plays, 25, 24, 23, 19, 18. The Bills held the Dolphins to no plays over 25 yards. That's a great job by that defense. And the Bills got big plays. They moved the ball. They just couldn't score. than they did in the second half, and the defense went on lockdown. Sal Capaccio with you in the Extra Point Show here on WGR. It is a Buffalo victory Monday. Kevin in Florida. Go ahead, Kevin. You're on the air. What's up, buddy?
8: Sal, my good friend. How are you, sir?
4: I'm good. Thanks. Were you at the game?
8: Uh, I was not at the game. Uh, I, I should have went down, but my and I had tickets to the game. Uh, but my issue is, is the past four seasons – I've gone to five Bills games and they've lost all five. So I said I couldn't do it. Okay, I, I got you. I got you. Uh, hey, just a couple things, real quick. There's there's two points I've got to make and I've got to uh, I've got to apologize for. Uh, I've been a big hater on Sean this year, uh, with a lot of the decisions that have been made, not knowing how to count to eleven, uh, and Mac Jones, two and a half minutes, all that stuff. But yesterday, what he did in the second half with that defense and with this team going for it on our own 35-yard line. Obviously, we picked up that first down, all that kind of stuff. Um, He coached yesterday, in my opinion, to win and not to lose, and I think that was the big advantage there. So all the credit to Sean McDermott yesterday. That was huge. Uh, My other one is when uh, Rasul Douglas went out and Dane came in and a group text, I said, that's it, we're done, we're toasted. Uh, Rasul's out, you know, Dane Jackson is in. What he did after that first play where he gave up the big one uh, to uh, Wilson, I think, uh, I could be wrong there. but uh, And then after that, he was top-notch. And so I've got to send apologies for him too. Uh, my last thing, uh, Khalil Shakir. I love when they drafted him out of Boise. Uh, you know, obviously I'm a big college follower for you-know-why. And uh, I absolutely loved it. Uh, he's 13 of 13, I think for 190 lately. lately. Uh, he's huge. Uh, he'll be a great slot for us going forward. Obviously number two for right now. My last question, I'm going to end on a question. What is going on with this deep ball issue with Steph? What do you think it is? Cause we, we, he's not connecting.
4: I don't know. I mean, you're right. They haven't three in a row now, three games in a row. I would say this though, <clears throat> on the positive, Kevin, sorry on the positive, Eight balls thrown his way, seven catches. The only one they didn't connect on was that deep ball. They did connect on another deep ball yesterday. I don't know. A little timing off here and there. They're not easy passes to complete. Josh has to take some accountability. Steph, you know, I mean, he's either underthrown him or overthrown him. So I'm not sure to answer that question, but I thought Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, I thought the connection was overall good last night and back. They caught seven out of eight passes thrown his way.
8: Yeah. Yeah, no. Hope that helps.
4: And Kevin, real quick, I want to say, you talk about McDermott. You know the, the the biggest the biggest call that Sean McDermott made last night that we're not talking much about, and I want to bring this up because you just said this. The challenge of the Tyree Kill catch. Okay? Sean McDermott does not have a very good record in challenges. Let's remember what happened in that sequence. It was first and fifteen. Tyree Kill caught the ball. McDermott threw the challenge flag. They said, okay, they reversed it, making it second and fifteen. Then a penalty on Miami after an incomplete pass, made it second and 30. And then after a six yard gain, third and 24, another penalty, they had to punt that set up the touchdown. That was a huge sequence.
8: Yeah, totally agree. And I forgot about that. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. I
4: agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a big one, Kevin. Yeah. No problem. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, Let's go out to Rick in Brockport who has a question about, the officiating that I think I have the answer to, Rick. I've searched high and low. You asked the question that a lot of people are wondering. What is it?
8: Oh, shoot. Rick,
4: are you there? I have Rick. No, hold on. Let me say. Ah, oh, I think Rick dropped. He's got a question. I had it. I had it, Josh. I got it. All right. Rick is asking, and Rick wanted the question. Maybe he's here. Let me see. All right, Rick, are you there, buddy? Are you there?
9: I'm back, buddy. Sorry about that.
4: Okay, go ahead. Ask, ask the question, because I think a lot of people are wondering, and I think I found the answer for everybody. So,
9: first of all, Happy New Year, and uh, it was, it's a better New Year now than when I saw you at the Boston game when we uh, uh, you know lost to the Bruins, but uh, yeah, yelling out Sal Capaccio to you, brother, I, I'm, I'm happy to see you. <laughs> I there. love it. And start the New Year with you, but listen, the, the big thing, and I hope you do have the answer to this, it's 3rd it's, uh, and 13, and Josh makes the amazing beast run that he does. We get a first down and there's a holding penalty on Miami, is that a penalty that the Bills could have said, we declined the penalty, keep the clock running at 3.07, and you know not really turn it into the uh, kind of little bit of a nail-biter that we didn't need to have at that point. So I, that's, okay. that's my here, question. Okay,
4: here it is. I- here's, here, here's, here's, the, here's the answer to your question, because you have a great question here. Here's the rule in the NFL... I'm going to read you right from the rule book, Rick. All right. I found this. Okay. If the game clock is stopped after a penalty, all right, whether it's enforced or it's declined, it will start as if the foul had not occurred unless it's inside the last five minutes of the game. No matter what, the clock was stopping because we were in the last five minutes of the game.
9: Right. Right. Okay. Because, you know, that, that, was, uh, that was troublesome. I was like, going out of my mind going, why are not we accepting this penalty? Yep. in in that case,
4: you take the yards and you move
9: forward a little bit more. And,
4: and, and and, and let me add on to this, Rick. Yep. The play started at the Bills 37-yard line. Okay. Josh Allen's run started at the 37-yard line. Uh, I'm sorry, 34, the 34-yard line. He ran for 15. Let's add that on. 34 plus 15, of course, is 49. That's where the play ends. The next scrimmage snap was from the Miami 46, which means he got the yardage and the penalty was tacked on and the clock stopped because it's inside five minutes. Well, you know
9: what, Sal? That's why people call you for those answers because you're on top of everything, man. Happy New Year, brother, and what a great win. See you in Buffalo at 1 o'clock on Sunday.
4: You got it, man. You got it. Thanks, Rick. I'm glad that we were able to find that. I had a lot of questions about that last night, and I think I maybe... I mean, I don't know. I I was wondering myself because I didn't really think about it inside the stadium at the time. But that's what it is. Ball started at the Bills 34-yard line. It's third and 13. Josh runs for 15. That takes you to the 49. Penalty occurs on Jalen Ramsey. They move it up another five yards. Takes you to the Miami 46. Because it's inside five minutes to play in the game, the clock stops after a penalty. Now, there used to be a rule where yeah, it used to be that any penalty. Now, if the offense commits a penalty, they re they start they they well, what is it? Um there's a there's a loophole that Belichick exploited basically. I don't even want to get to now. But they did change that part of it. But because it happened in the manner in which it happened in this one, clock stop, started on the snap. There you go. Eight oh three oh five
1: fifty. Let's
4: go to Brian in Florida. Hi, Brian
1: and sound got a wonderful show and uh, man happy happy bills victory monday i could have never you got ever expected this we had four back to back to back to back, back AFCs champions Un- unbelievable um was at the game uh huge huge uh, shout out credit to bills mafia on Un- just just an unbelievable turnout it's electric and uh for all these years even even during the drought years just what a what an incredibly loyal and devoted dedicated fan base um and then the other the other, you know, credit goes to McDermott this year. Um, this team could have folded, especially after the Philadelphia game. Um you know, there were some other incidents obviously that happened this year, and this team has never wavered and they stuck by their coach. I think there, there was one there was one I I, I want to say after the Jets game and you, you heard a couple of players actually say in the locker room, um, you know, we're gonna play for you, Coach. We we got your back, Coach. It just it's it's just a testament, I think, to the overall team, um, you know, and, and and the will to win and survive week in week out this year. And uh, that's what you need. It's really what you need to go go into the playoffs and go on a run here, you know, God willing. Um, you know, one one of the things I, I did notice there on the on the punt return and and some Dolphin fans did mention this uh, self, they said that there was a uh, block in the back uh, by our guy number sixty five there. Um, it didn't look like a block to me when I was reviewing the tape, but um, that, that I didn't
4: see one. I, I didn't personally see one, but I haven't shared that. I'll have to go back and look. I didn't see one there. I, yeah, the funny thing was is... when you say that, Brian, funny thing is I'm looking, the first thing I'm looking for is flags on those situations. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Right. Well, I listen, when once Deontay Hardy took that cut and got into the open field, he's the fastest man on the team. Um, you know, in a, in a play like that, obviously not just, just changes the game. It's, it's, you know, Again, changed the season. It it got us that ASC East uh, championship here this morning. Yeah. So, unbelievable show. Love, love your, uh, you know, detailed, um, you know, in and out day-to-day here on the Buffalo Bills. And, uh, hey, man, see you next Sunday. And uh, yeah. here's to a run, man. Go Bills.
4: All right, buddy. You got it, Brian. Thanks a lot for giving a call. Thanks a lot for heading down to the game there, being at the game in Miami. We'll take more of your phone calls. We'll step aside for just a moment. I just tweeted out at Sal Sports the official rule on that. Clock stops inside the last five minutes of the second half on a penalty. Accepted or declined. Doesn't matter. The penalty was tacked on to the end of the run. 15 yards plus another five gives you 20. And the clock stopped because of the rule. So there you go. You can read it for yourself over there at Twitter or X at Cell Sports. We'll take a timeout here. Sal Capaccio with you on the Extra Point Show on a Buffalo Victory Monday. And a Buffalo Football Monday. Victory Monday on WGR. Fakes the ball to him, looking down the left sideline, wide open, complete
3: to Kincaid for a first down and more, and is wrestled out of bounds in Miami territory at the 37-yard line.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?
4: let's get to our Barnes firm injury report car crash for help call 1-800-8 million the bills had four players leave this game and not return gabe davis with a knee rasul douglas with a knee tyrell dodson with a shoulder ty johnson with a concussion all of those updates later from sean mcdermott when we get a chance to hear from him usually four o'clock haven't checked the schedule it's uh, you know, late getting back, but usually four o'clock. I'm sure that's what it is today. But we'll get an update on them and see where they are going forward. For the Pittsburgh Steelers' the next opponent, they will most likely be without T.J. Watt. That's a big loss for them, obviously. But we'll keep up keep up to date on that throughout the week. And that injury report is brought to you by the Barnes Firm. Car crash for help? Call one 8000000 hundred eight million. Let's go to Chris in North Buffalo, who's next up here in the Extra Point Show. Hi, Chris. Hey, Sal. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yep. I got so
5: much to say. I'm beaming. I'm smiling right now, beaming with so much pride. I mean. What a great job you guys do behind the scenes. Just want to tell you that real quick. You guys are the, the best show. I'll put you, I'll put your guys show against any show national. I mean, you guys are awesome. You're amazing. The work you do just so much kudos and credit and flowers, props, all that so And even more, what a great man and father you are a family man. You had me almost in tears a little bit. I'm an emotional guy. Mid forties, you know, maybe it's that time, but, I just can't respect you more as a father and what a, how you represent Buffalo, man. I couldn't be more proud to be in Buffalo right now and such a big fan of you, your show, all the guys behind the scenes, all the callers, so on point. So let me get into that real quick, Sal. The, the last three guys, I was very critical of Sean McDermott, too. And throughout the year, you have had his back, and I respect that. And I'm like, oh, he's such a homer. He's such a homer. But – that to, to even go into more detail, that timeout last week that he had against the Patriots in the fourth quarter when we were in shotgun in third and one, and and, and Sean called the timeout and was like, no, no shotgun. We're doing the freaking tush-push and getting that first down. What a great job Sean has been doing. So much props to Sean. What an outstanding job. I, I mean, I, gotta, I just got to be some, um, objective and, I mean, guys I heard, guys are going down in this game, but we're, we're also without Milano and, you know, and, and Trey and what an unbelievable job he has done this year. And, you know, you have rode with him all the day, uh, the whole time. And I just want to give you so much props for that. And real quick also, um, the D looks great. Offense, a little nervous. Brady, I wish he would go back to a little more motion. Love mm-hmm. the job that Shakir is doing. I mean, what an amazing slot player he could be. Reminds me a little bit of St. Brown for Detroit. I wish, you know, they they'd go to him more. Um, it, the defense, so amazed and you always say it all the time when and, that's, and that leads me to a question for you when we press we play man press i don't understand why we don't jam more if you're going to get smoked you're going to get smoked anyway off the line i don't understand when you're man press why don't you just jam anyway especially a guy like tyreek um it, it it confuses me a little bit and say sorry to hit you with so much but i'm just so amped up excited love yourself. <laughs> um uh, another question to the 13 seconds reference, and because you got the rule book right there, you're hitting us with the rules. Could could we have held everybody at the line that first play for that 13 seconds, and took the five yard penalty? I know you can't do it because of like Belichick, the way he manipulated the thing. But could we have did that? No, the clock.
4: No, no, the clock. Just it's the rule is the clock stops after the penalty, whether it's accepted or declined. It doesn't start start until the snap.
5: So the the, the clock starts 13 seconds. We hold all the guys.
4: We would. I don't know what you mean by 13 time. seconds. The, third, the Kansas City game. I'm going back to the Oh, the, the, oh, oh, oh. No, I, I, I have to go back and think what you're talking about there. No, I mean they no. I mean no, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Chris. That was something I think we talked about or people talked about just holding them or so. I don't know. I have to go back, Chris. You're 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 bringing me back years ago. I don't wanna I I don't know. I'll go back and look. I'm sorry, buddy. I got you. That's okay, buddy. That's okay. I have to go back and think exactly what you are talking about. Chris, I love it, man. Thank you so much for the kind words. Really appreciate it. Sorry. He's he's going back What was the the thing where you could just hold the guys and some people talked about then there was some other rule that was changed years ago? I don't know. Anyway, bring it back to now. I explained why the clock stopped after that penalty. You can go check it out on Twitter at Cell Sports. Ryan, Neil, Steve, Frank, please stay with me. I'm going to take a time. I'm going to come back. I'm going to get all of you to the next half hour here on the Extra Point Show on WGR.